0: Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. What we're going to be celebrating a little bit today before we get to that is just some generosity that has taken place here in our church uh, in 2019. Um, and, you know, a lot can be accomplished through generosity. And so through the giving of resources and through the giving of time, we have accomplished so many different things here as a church. And I just wanted to actually go through some of those things so we could celebrate together and be excited about what God has accomplished through our church and His generosity in our lives in 2019 so we can get excited about what he wants to accomplish through us in the year 2020. Um, so you know, one of the things that we 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 would always say that it's not it's not just people who have piles of money laying around, extra cash laying around. Those are the people that should be generous. All of us should be generous, and it's not it's not the people who just have extra time that they should serve. But it meant all of us should serve because Jesus came to serve us. And so there's so many great things that can happen and can take place when we are generous and when we take the time to serve. And once again, these these two different areas here in our church, if this is you're a home church. We invite you to get involved in these two areas. It's not a closed club. You can give um, on a weekly basis. Join us who give our tithes and offerings here every week because we can accomplish so many things together as we give, but then also as we give of our time. So I just wanted to go through a couple different stats, figures, some things that we've accomplished. Sometimes I mention these things on a Sunday, but you might be serving elsewhere. You might not be here. So you might not get to hear all of the things that we are doing as a church. So I just wanted to go Go through this list of things that we've accomplished through generosity, through resources, and through time um, as a church. It's actually a pretty exciting list. I compiled it, and then when I went through it in first service, I'm like, man, this is a really long list. So it's pretty exciting. Um, So, you know, us as a church, our mission statement is moving people closer to Jesus. And so this is what we're doing all of the time in all of our environments here at the church, whether it's kids, students, adults. Our desire is for those of us who know Jesus That we realize that we can grow in our relationship with God. We don't know everything there is to know about God yet. He's infinite. We are finite. We haven't arrived. Uh, We haven't reached the full orbed nature of our relationship with God yet. That means that there's room to grow. It's exciting. As we move into 2020, I'm not going to be living a stagnant life as it relates to my relationship with God. It can grow, and we can move closer to Jesus every day, every Sunday, and that is our goal. But also, what we want to do is people that are far from God, people that don't know God, people that have no interest in God, people that have checked out on religion and Jesus, that we actually want to be part of moving that person, that individual closer to Jesus as a church family. We want to do the Great Commission, right? The thing that Jesus left us to do, that we would disciple people, and then we would reach people far from Christ. And that's why our mission statement is moving people closer to Jesus. So we're doing that all with the resources that are given and with the time um, that is given in every area of our church. So I just want to give you a couple points of data. I'm um, just city kids. How many of you love city kids? All of the parents in the house should love City Kids, that we have some amazing servant leaders who come every Sunday and help move your child closer to Jesus. We actually had one uh, young man last week. I was, uh, was greeting his family after the service, and, and you know, because since we didn't have City Kids last week, he was asking his parents, you know, we blew out the candles and service was done, and, and his parents just broke the news to him that he wasn't going to get to go to City Kids. He was like, okay, candles great, but I want to go to City Kids, And his dad had to say, no, there's no City Kids this week, and he started crying because he couldn't go to City Kids. And so that's good news for us, not that he was crying, (laughs) but that kids are enjoying what's taking place in City Kids as they get to hear about Jesus and as they get discipled. So on average in 2019, we had 144 kids every week in City Kids, which is awesome. Easter, which would have been a high point for attendance, we had 227 kids all in one Sunday, which is amazing. And then we had 146 kids attend for the very first time in 2019, which is amazing. Thank God for all of our city kids, volunteers in there. So once again, man, every chance, parents, that if you are checking your kids into city kids, make sure you Thank the city team who are in there serving your kids, moving them closer to Jesus every Sunday. They are there because they love your children. So be thankful. Amen. Be thankful in the kids' hallway after service, not impatient. Amen youth, city youth. We have a great youth ministry here at the church. A couple of great things that we did together as a, a church family is a youth ministry this year. We had our youth retreat earlier in the year, and then we had our MOVE conference, uh, which we had about five or six other youth ministries represented that came to that event where we got to invest not only into the students, but also into the youth leaders and the youth pastors. And I know from experience, uh, I was a youth pastor for about 13 years. A lot of times it's kind of a thankless job. And when we brought in, we actually brought in a speaker just to invest into the youth pastors and youth leaders. And we, you know, we fed them, we gave them some extra beverages and coffee and all of this different stuff. They were so thankful. And it was just a blessing for us to be able to invest into other youth ministries and to other students. But one of the great things that we did this year with our youth ministries that we, we uh, it moved our emphasis towards small groups in our youth ministry. And one of the reasons that we did that is because we know parents of high school students specifically uh, with the devices that your children hold in their hands for many hours of the week, they are having a constant conversation with culture. Does anybody know what I'm talking about it? There's videos, and there's posts, and there's things to read, and there's thoughts to think. And what we want our students to have, we also want our students to have a conversation that includes Jesus. Not just to get all of the stuff from culture, because they are inundated with culture. So intentionally, within the group context, they're going to get to sit down and hear other students and hear about their faith journey, how they're applying their faith. And so we've been doing this for about four months now, and we've heard some great stories just about kids sharing their faith and then helping other kids to know how they're applying their faith in lives and just, hey, we're all going through the same stuff, hearing about struggles. But in the context of our youth ministry, getting our kids into a group, it's it's happening in homes, it's happening in different places so that they can have that Jesus conversation parents of high school students listen to me 4 years is really short and it's a, it's a short 4 years not to have your kids in a Jesus conversation make sure that they get into one of our uh, one of our groups if they're not in one of our groups see Tyler and Jane after service and they will be happy to plug your kids into one of our groups so super exciting what's happening in our youth ministry also within our groups uh, city groups. We had 324 people join a city group in 2019. It's, it's amazing. And then we added 14 new city groups with a total of 23 different groups running all in different sessions in 2019. Julianne, our, our group leader, has done such a great job of maintaining groups, yes, and adding new groups. I'm not sure if she's in the room. She might be in the lobby, but she's done an awesome job with that. And then we had 17 new Citigroup leaders in 2019, uh, 28 Citigroup leaders in total. And one of the things that we said as we read um, our list of groups that we launched in September, and we're actually getting ready to launch groups, uh, the session again in February. If you saw our list of groups from last time and you kind of think, well, there's really nowhere for me there to connect in one of our groups. Or I would like to be in a group like this. You get to lead that group. Thank you for suggesting that. And though we would love for you to have just to add groups and see, not all of our groups are Bible study. Thank God for our Bible study groups, but we also have interest groups. Really, the goal of all of our groups is to get people into friendship, moving you out of a row, which you're in right now, thank God for this, and then getting you in a circle where you're facing one another and you're growing your relationships with one another because we believe that life change can happen in the context of relationships. We're all following Jesus, moving closer to Jesus and when we hear about somebody else's journey, how they've grown and how they've applied the scripture, we, we are, we're growing in our relationships with each other, but we're also learning about God, how to apply our faith. So we encourage you as we move into twenty twenty. If, you, if you'd like to lead a group, once again, see Julianne after the service, she'd be happy. Um, whether it's an interest group or a curriculum-based group, a Bible study group, we have lots of options for you. If you, um, just whatever type of group that you might want to be involved with, whatever you're, whatever you're hanging out with people and already doing, most likely, that's a city group. And so we would love for you to be involved uh, in groups in 2020. One of the groups that I like to emphasize every year is the knit and crochet group that my mother is a part of. So we have a picture of, so this is about a hundred items that was knit in the year 2019 um, in our knit and crochet group. Now, all of these items were donated to the women's shelter in Burlington. Obviously, you can see it's for children and then for moms, like some scars and different stuff like that. So, but this is about 100 items. And what I would like to say, and I would like to challenge my mother, moving into 2020, as we're 2020, maybe we could double production to 200 items. <laughs> all right, can we go for that? Do you think they can do it, friends? Yeah. So that means we might actually need some more knitters. Is that the proper term? Knitters and crocheters. And what I hear too is if you like have an interest in learning how to knit, and they would be happy to teach you to do it. So, there's like there's some like professional women in there who are awesome at it. So, if you want to knit, crochet, come and help us reach our, reach our 200 item goal in 2020. And then, also, our city team, our great group of servant leaders here at the church who are serving every Sunday, making church happen for kids and students and you guys, serving everywhere from the lobby to the parking lot to here in the auditorium, serving during the week where you don't see it, we have approximately 230 people on our city team. Which is amazing. You can see them walking around with their city team church serving. And man, we just thank them for all they do here at the church. And once again, this is not a closed group. You can be a part of this elite team here at the church, uh, serving here in in church and then also serving the city. And just conservatively, just doing a little bit of math with all of our city teams serving uh, in their different places and different things like that. It was over 6,000 hours served in 2019. So... Amazing. And also with our city team uh, here happening at the church, we also like to do what we call serve events. And these serve events take place at different times throughout the year. And what we like to do is we just like to go out in our community and serve, just to do good things in our city, not because of what people believe out there, but because of what we believe in our hearts and who Jesus is and how he was called to be a servant. We are also called to be servants. And the city church is here to serve the city, We're here to serve the city by preaching the gospel. And then just in very practical ways, when we get involved with these serve events, we can just serve and love on people in our city. And we did nine different serve events in 2019, which included over 70 volunteers, 70 people just going out and doing good here in our community. And let me just tell you a few of the places that they served. The Seniors Life Enhancement Center, which is a seniors home, I believe, in Oakville. We had a couple teams go there, I think, a few times during 2019. We were also involved with the A21 Walk for Freedom, we were involved with uh, JFJ Hope Center, which is a support uh, place for women facing un- Uh, Planned pregnancies. We had a team go there at one time. Uh, Breakfast with Santa, which is which is a group that's doing positive impact for children in distress situations. Regeneration Outreach, which actually used to be called Brampton Soup Kitchen, um, which actively transforms the lives of those affected by addiction, homelessness, by providing the essentials of life. And so we had a team go and serve there in 2019. Also. The Open Door, which is a ministry out of Square One. They have over uh, 21,000 visitors every year, and we had a team go there just to partner with them. And every year they give spiritual and physical help and direction for all of the people that are just dropping in there at the open door at Square One. So way to go, everybody. That was involved with our serve events. And once again, in 2020, we'll have a brand new slate of serve events where you can just go out and serve our city with us. And then something uh, that we would see with these two categories, you know, as far as groups and uh, our city team, these are the main things that we are doing as a church. And what we're going to be doing in 2020 is we're going to be introducing something uh, that's going to be happening every Sunday after the second service called Next Steps. And Next Steps will help you to get acquainted with the vision of the city church, will help you to get into community through being a part of a city group, will help you to be aware of your spiritual gifts, and then how to put those gifts um, to work on our city team. And so we're going to be hearing more about that next Sunday as we launch Next Steps as a church. Something else that we do um, financially as a church is that different times throughout the year, some uh, people who attend our church maybe go through a difficult financial time or a difficult family time and maybe are struggling financially. And so what we provide for some of the families in our church occasionally is grocery gift cards. So if they have some resources, they can use those resources for other things. And then we can provide the necessities of life for them uh, just by providing gift cards. And so we've been able um, as a church family to give many of those out in 2019. Once again, we don't Um, make a show of that because we don't want to embarrass anybody, but it's just something that we would love to do, and I'm sure that you love to do that, uh, just to be generous uh, with our resources to give grocery gift cards to people in our church family. Also, something uh, that we do as a church family every month, financially, we support Samaritan's Purse. Um, Now, as I'm discussing all of these organizations, one of the things that we do as a church is we're looking for people and organizations that are doing great things so that we don't have to reinvent the wheel we don't necessarily have full doctrinal alignment with all of these organizations, but the majority of them are doing good in Jesus' name, and so we're partnering with them. And one of these organizations would be Samaritan's Purse. And what Samaritan's Purse is, you know, you've seen them, they do the shoe boxes for children, but also what they are is a disaster relief organization, so that any time that you would see like an earthquake taking place or a tsunami or some other natural disaster, maybe a hurricane somewhere— that usually Samaritan's Purse is one of the first responders, and they're doing everything that they do in Jesus' name. And so we actually support them on on a monthly basis financially as a church uh, for some of the things that they do. And I just wanted to let you know, just this last fall, just a couple areas where they're serving around the globe, um, they are responding in uh, northern Syria after Turkey uh, launched an invasion. Samaritan's Purse is responding in Jesus' name. Don't we think that's a good idea in the Middle East to have somebody responding uh, with good things and blessings in Jesus' name? So Samaritan's Purse is there to deliver urgent needed supplies, plastic tarps, temporary shelter, medicine and cooking provisions, warm blankets, clothing, uh, as cold winter looms. uh, And they're, they're always asking us to pray for them. There's Christians and Kurds and other minorities who are caught in the middle of this escalating conflict. So that's one of the areas. In which Samaritan's purse is responding, and that means you're responding because part of our resources here as a church are going towards these programs. And so, which is exciting, and this is one of the great things about generosity, is that some of these things are happening when you sleep. Think about that that because of generosity, good things can happen 24 hours a day. And this is one of the areas because of our generosity that good things are happening. Earthquake victims in the Philippines, and there's three different areas, of which I won't try to name because I'll butcher the pronunciation uh, in the Philippines, but over 230,000 people were affected uh, by the earthquakes in this one region in the Philippines. Um, And they mentioned the the locations there. And it said over 20,000 homes were severely damaged, 757 schools, 37 hospitals or health facilities. And Samaritan's Purse is responding to these areas of need with physical aid, uh, messages of hope for victims, And so once again, Samaritan's Purse is always asking us to pray for them. Also, they provide safe water, food, shelter, medical supplies, and personnel on the ground to help individuals. One other place uh, just this last fall was in response to Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. And Samaritan's Purse set up a 40-bed fully functional hospital that served over 5,200 patients since September. Think about that, guys. That's amazing that we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of all of these good things happening in response to difficulties happening around the world. They deployed 160 medical and non-medical staff uh, to serve there in the Bahamas. 37 Canadians so far, uh, 21 people currently still in the field, and the DC-8 jet, which they own, Samaritan's Purse, continues to transport emergency relief supplies to the Bahamas. They have made 18 trips so far, um, transporting more than 320 metric tons of supplies, including tarps, generators, solar lights, hygiene kits, blankets and water filters, all because of part of our generosity. So way to go, City Church. Uh, one recommendation I would have for you is to follow um, Samaritan's First Canada on Instagram, because you can see all of the stuff they're doing. And then when you see what they're doing, you know, as you, as you give here at the City Church, you get up to part of that. And so their Instagram is just sp Canada. And you can follow along and see all of the things that they're doing around the world. So we have over 20 families here at the church um, who who sponsor children through World Vision in one area of the Philippines. Um, Eden Food for Change, the local food bank for our postal code. Uh, We've been partnering with them for many years. We give to them financially um, every month. Um, And it says that over 460 households every week are being fed in Mississauga through Eden Food for Change, and 50% of that food is actually fresh food, which is pretty exciting. So we get to be a part of that as we receive your groceries. I think what's, by the end of the year, we'll, over 400 pounds of groceries that you guys have brought in uh, to be able to take over to the food bank, and so we do that along with the resources that we give them every month. So thank you for helping people in our city. And then also, uh, somebody that we support um, as a church family every month is Good News Ministries. You know, Pastor Morrow, who's here every year preaching in July, he's been a longtime friend of our church and ministry and our family um, for over 20 years, and we love to support them. They're doing great um, work in Europe and Italy. They have three Bible schools in Italy. They're planting churches. They do book translation. Uh, They do training and support for pastors in Italy and in Europe. And they travel around and strengthen churches in Europe. So we're doing that every month. Also, we're a part of sponsoring CAP every month. CAP is Christians Against Poverty. And they are helping people to release uh, them from a life sentence of poverty and debt. And they do this through two different avenues. Through the CAP money course, um, which helps people just in practical ways in budgeting and helping, helping them get out of debt. And then they also have debt centers located in churches where they teach people this course and then they help people get employment and jobs and different things like that. So we're also part of that. And then one of the things that we we love to do is that we love to help other churches. Now, one of our core values as a church is that we love the big C church. We don't see other churches as our competitors. The other churches, we're not in competition with other churches in Mississauga. We're all on the same team doing the same thing, you know, trying to reach people for Jesus. Now there's different styles of churches that are going to reach different people, and we thank God for that. We thank God for all of the the churches in Mississauga that are preaching the gospel, lifting up the name of Jesus. They're our family, right? And we want to be a kingdom-building church, not just building our own kingdom. We're interested in building the kingdom of God and uh, trying to be a blessing to other churches, so just a list of some of the churches uh, that we've helped this year. Uh, Serve City um, in Scarborough, they're a, a newer church. They were planted through ARC, which I'll explain here in a second. But they're about two years old, and they had the opportunity to get into their first permanent facility. They were meeting in a movie theater. And so they were able, This the church facility, older church facility came available and they wanted to enter into a lease agreement, but they needed first and last month's rent. So we were able to help them with some resources uh, to, to sign that lease. And so they were able to move in there and sign a lease and get um, first and last month's rent. I don't know if, guys, if you came to our men's event earlier this year, Pastor Andrew, who spoke at that, that's his church. And so we were able to help them get into their first permanent facility, which we're super excited about. So that's Serve City and Star- and Hillsong Toronto is just about a year old now, and we were able to invest in Hillsong. I'm great friends with Pastor Damien there at Hillsong Toronto. We were able to invest in them, help them uh, get going in their first year. Also Slate Church in Waterloo. Once again, uh, church partners and friends that we have, just a newer church in the Waterloo region, and they're doing great. Though. They're meeting in like three different locations, and they got a bunch of services going on, and they're just blown and going for God, which is pr- pretty amazing. And so we got to invest in their heart for the house um, offering that they received earlier this year just to um, add some more equipment and stuff for their location. So we invested it into them. And then also into church planning. One of the things that we want to do is invest into new churches that are being planted in the GTA. So I- I've heard some you know, population projections. Uh, by the year 2040, in the GTA, the population could go up to 9 million people. There's a few people being born and coming to our region, friends, which is great and it's exciting, but we need more churches, right? And so we want to we wanna invest in new churches being planted in, uh, in Canada. So we were actually, got to be a part of a few new church plants here um, in the GTA, one in Scarborough called Next Level Church. We gave to them to help them get started. And then also we gave to Collective Church Planting in London, Ontario. So we were able to, and then also Ethos Church in Columbus, Ohio. George Mucker, who spoke here many times, we're also, we're, we're okay with planting churches in the States too. And so we got to invest in these three brand new churches starting up, which is super exciting for us. Um, all of which we are... Uh, are uh, helping uh, along with ARC now. ARC is association of related churches, and what ARC is, it's very simple. It does two different things. ARC helps plant new churches and strengthen existing churches, and it does this cross denominationally, which is which is great. And so, it, what so far in Canada, ARC has planted eighteen churches in the states. They have planted over eight hundred churches, and so we're just happy to be connected with just with an organization that's kingdom minded, planning brand new churches. You know, it's actually sad sometimes. There's just churches closing down, uh, and sad things happen there. But we want to be uh, investing into brand new churches, and we do that by partnering with Arc. Um, And so we give to ARC financially every month to help plant brand new churches in Canada. And what's great about giving to a church planning organization, churches that plant through ARC also have to give to plant new churches. So when we give, what happens with our giving, it moves exponentially. So we give to that city and that church, and then that city and that church gives to plant other churches. And so our giving is just spreading out over the nation with the gospel being preached. And we're just so excited uh, to be a part of that. And, and one of the things that we were able to do with ARC in October, we were able to ho- host a one-day event here uh, just just. Helping churches once again just strengthening existing churches. We had over 350 people uh, here, church leaders and pastors on a Tuesday. They were here all day. It was called Ark One Day, and 44 different churches were represented at that day. Some of you came and you served that day, and they were just they were just invested into and encouraged, and they got to worship together. And there was some you know some breakout sessions that taught some specific things. But think about that. We got to be part of investing into. 44 other churches and when we invest into 44 when we invest into 44 other churches we're investing into 44 other cities friends. So it's just really exciting for us to be just a part of whatever leadership that we can provide within Art Canada to be a blessing uh, to smaller churches. You know, we have sometimes smaller churches come to us and and want some help, and we're just happy that we have the resources to be able to help them just with some of our structure, some of the things that we're doing with kids, students, worship, all of you guys. And man, we, like Tyler was saying earlier, we're just blessed to be a blessing. So thank God uh, that we get to be a part of that. And so... That is a great list, friends. And I would say, well done, City Church, for all the time and resources that you invested in 2019. And that's super exciting as we move into 2020. But as we're talking about today, all of this, it comes from God being generous Generosity didn't just spring from us. It wasn't our, hey, generosity is a good thing. No, God is generous with us. And then so we can be generous. But as we move into 2020, we want to see God's generosity in our lives in every way. So we're going to read you a couple of verses here, and then we're going to receive communion together as a church family. Psalm 103. It's so important that we know that God is a generous God, a life-giving God. And here these verses remind us of that. Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love. So there's four things right there. That God just gives to us. It is his nature to be generous with us. And he's not giving these things because we're good. He's giving us things because he is good. And what does he give to us? He gives us, he forgives us all our iniquities, all of our sins. There's no sin that we can commit that's stronger than the blood of Jesus or stronger than God's forgiving power. He forgives all of the iniquity in our lives, who heals all of our diseases. How many know that God's power is stronger than any sickness and disease? And this is what we need to know about God. This is his character. It's his nature. We don't have to twist his arm to get him to forgive us. God, will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? It's like, no, he, he gives it to us. Why? Because he is a generous God. It is his nature. And what else does he do? He redeems my life from the pit. What does the pit mean? It means a difficult spot. We could have found ourselves in 2019 in some difficult spots. Does anyone, can anyone testify? Maybe somewhere in 2019 you found yourself in the pit. What does he do? He redeems us. He buys us back. He brings us out of the pit. Why, man? Because he's generous. This is something that he does. It is his nature to redeem us from the pit, to redeem us from the difficult spot. And then what does he do? He crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Verse 5, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Can I get an amen for that one? Yes. Amen. Your body Is getting older. Even young people in the room, your body is getting older, but on the inside, we are renewed every day with God's strength. And what is He doing, man? He's just doing it. He's renewing us. Why does He do it? Because He is generous with us. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Maybe you You felt some oppression in 2019. Maybe you felt somebody or something or some situations pushing you down, holding you down. What does God do? He works his righteousness and justice. He's working things out in your life on your behalf. He's not going to let oppression win. Oppression doesn't get the final word. Why? Because God is generous with his righteous works and his justice-filled acts. This is who God is. Verse 7, he's made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. And moving into 2020, this is what we want. We want the ways of God. God, what is your path for me for 2020? What are the ways that you have for me to be and what are the ways that uh, that you have for me to do and accomplish? What is it that you're wanting to happen in my life and through my life? God, I want your ways. And automatically as we move into a brand new year, see these scriptures read the same all the time. But when we move into a new year, we're kind of ready. We're kind of ready for something new. We're kind of ready for a change. And this is where these scriptures can be so important to us that we can, hey, I want the ways of God for my life in 2020. We're we're going around the sun again, friends, which is a miracle in itself. But as we go around the sun again, we want the ways of God. We want the ways of God in our lives. And this is what he showed to Moses. Moses, who had an intimate relationship with God. See, this is where it all comes from. Just this, this knowing God and then knowing God more and then knowing God more and more and then moving closer to Jesus and in the context of all in that, we are going to see his ways. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor he will keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. This is good news. That means the mistakes that you made in 2019, which were a few, right? Come on now, let's, let's tell the truth. We're in church. We made a few mistakes in 2019. God's not looking at the mistakes you made in 2019 and then gonna repay you angrily in 2020. No, he's not deciding your future based on your past mistakes. He is generous that he forgets and he forgives our iniquities. Aren't you thankful for that? He's not repaying us. He's not getting us back for the mistakes that we've made. What does he offer us for the sins that we commit? He offers us forgiveness. Why? Because he's generous. He's a generous, loving father. Aren't you thankful for that? Verse 11, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Now that word fear him doesn't mean to be afraid of. It just means to honor him. That's what reverence is, that we're honoring God. We're reverential of who he is. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As the father shows compassion to his children, the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, to those who reverence him. Don't we want the Lord's compassion? How do we receive the Lord's compassion? Man, he gives it to us from his generosity The Lord has established his throne in the heavens. His kingdom rules over all. And this is what we want in 2020. We want the kingdom of God in our lives. We should desire the rule of God in our lives, his ways. I want his paths. I want his direction. The kingdom of God, living in the context of God's way of doing things. Young people, listen to me for a second. As you, as you move into 2020, there's something that your parents figured out. There's something that your grandparents figured out. There's something that your great, 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 great grandparents figured out and the ancients and the people who wrote the scripture. And it's simply this. There's nothing that you can eat, there's nothing that you can drink, there's no sexual experience that you can have, there's nothing that you can own, there's nothing that you can touch that is better than living under the rule of God. This is something that we figured out, friends. Let's learn from the mistakes of the people that have gone before us. And living under the ways of God, living in the context of his love, his kingdom, and this is where he desires for us to be. Otherwise, where are we? In our own kingdom. And the king I love you, but the kingdom of you is not that great. (laughs) God's kingdom is so much better. And this is where He's He's desiring for us to live under the, the kingdom of His rule. But what does His kingdom look like? He's generous, friends. He gives to us all that we need, the scripture says, for life and godliness. That's the kingdom that I want to live in. There's no better kingdom to live under in 2020 than the kingdom of God. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 says this, not that I have already obtained or this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do. Everybody say one thing forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And those of us who are mature, think this way. And if any of you think otherwise, God will reveal it to you also. Also, let us hold true to what we have attained. All right, so as we move into 2020, as we move away from 2019, What is God wanting us to do? And once again, this scripture reads the same all the time, but we're kind of ready. We're kind of ready for something new in 2020. What do we need to do? Regardless of what 2019 you have had, whether you've had the best 2019, whether you've had the worst 2019, anywhere in between, what do we got to do? We got to forget what lies behind and we got to press on. We gotta press on to God. The upward call. See, this is where God is always calling us. God is calling us up, He's not pushing us down. The upward call to whatever would God would have for us in 2020. But what do we gotta do, friends? We gotta we gotta let the past be the past. We can't bring the past into the future. And I would say if you had the best, 2019, the best year of your life, and everything was up and to the right and all of your relationships were amazing and you had no health problems and all of your, everything to do with your finances was perfect, it's in the past. God has more for you in 2020. There is always the upward call. We got got to say goodbye to it. I read you that list for a reason. Why? We're going to start fresh. And we're going to do more good things in 2020. And when I read you this list next year, we're going to be like, we did so much more in 2020 than we did in 2019. We're just going to let all those good things, if you had the worst 2019, if everybody hated you, and you had health problems all year, and you had no financial stability, you have to let it go. You have to say goodbye to it because there is the upward call. There is the upward call in God, in Christ Jesus. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to, we're going to forget it. We're going to forget it all and we're going to go forward in God. This is what he's calling us to. Isaiah 43, verse 18 says this, "'Remember not the former things, "'nor consider the things of old. "'Behold, I'm doing a new thing. "'Now it springs forth. "'Do you not perceive it? "'I will make a way in the wilderness, "'rivers in the desert. "'I'm doing a new thing.'" That doesn't mean you can't, listen, it doesn't mean you can't have good memories of 2019. You got, you know, you get your Instagram. We'll remind you all of the highlights of 2019, all right? not the point I'm making, but what is it saying? God is doing something new. See, we can get stuck in the past on either end of the scale. Oh, the glory days, my best days, you know, when I was 18 in high school, and was that my prime, blah, 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 or our past because of all the negativity of our past all of the mistakes that we've made all of the hurt that we have we can drag all of that forward what does the scripture say listen god says behold in other words look i'm doing a new thing i want to do something new in you you don't you don't know everything yet i don't i don't know everything yet we haven't accomplished everything yet we're, we're not, we're, we ha- haven't hit on all cylinders in every area of our lives. What is God doing? God wants to do something new. God wants to do something new on the inside of you. God wants to do something new through you. Something that you could never imagine or dream of. God wants to do it. Why? Because he's doing something new. Revelation 21 verse 5 says this, And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, Making all things new. He also said, "Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Making all things new. From heart of a generous God, each area of your life, what is he doing? He's making it new. And, and this is true of every area like we, we want the new one. Right? Whatever the new thing is, let's be honest. It's, it's great financially, you know, sometimes to get a used car because, you know, you pay it all. This, I get it. This, I get it. I'm just saying. But if you could get the new one, you'd get the new one. Because this is what God is saying to us I'm making all things new. This is what He wants to do in our lives as we move into 2020. Let's receive communion together this morning. The elements are there underneath the seat in front of you. If you're visiting with us today, you don't have to feel pressured to take communion. If you're a Christ follower, we invite you to take it along with us. Just a simple instruction again. The top cellophane piece has the wafer in there. You can pull that out and just hold it for a second. This is a great way to finish 2019 and to move into 2020 to remind ourselves that we have a Savior. That we have a Savior that, motiv- motivated by love, was sent to save us and to love us and care for us and die for us. It's a great way to finish out the year. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at CityChurchGTA. Thanks again for joining us.